Hey, Coral. What's up? <laughs> Not much. Just filming our next episode of Coral Stars What Up. <laughs> and this is a very special episode. Do you know why? Why? We have our first guest. <laughs> yes. Hello. <laughs> we have Mia Bevilacqua, who is environmental connoisseur, mm-hmm. sustainable Arbon consultant. Mm-hmm. Does it all. Does it all. And we're going to chat with her about changing majors, finding your passion, sustainability, everything. Everything. She's a, she's a well-rounded individual. A well-rounded girl. Well-rounded girl. <laughs> One of the girls. <laughs> um, but first, we're going to get into our favorites of the week, yes. which we do every, every week. Every week. We say our favorite of the week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So maybe we'll start and then and then Mia can share her favorite. Yeah, yeah. Or what's your favorite? My favorite of the week is First Watch, the restaurant. Have you been there, Mia? No. Is there one near you? I don't think there's one near you. Oh my god. I gosh. feel like I've heard of it before, but no. So good. There's only one in New Jersey, I think. But there's so many in Florida. But it's mm-hmm. a great breakfast spot. Oh, it's yeah, so like brunch, good. Yeah, lunch. La- brunch, lunch. This morning we got a lox bagel. And chia pudding, Mia. Really? Oh my gosh, I haven't had chia pudding in so long. Chia pudding with toast with almond butter on it. Mm. No way. Wait, there was chia pudding on the toast? Oh, no. No. (gasps) That would be good. good. (laughs) (laughs) That would be good. That would be so good. No, they give you this really thick, soft bread on the side with so much almond butter on it and And flaky sea sea salt. salt. Oh. Oh my God. So, so good. good. So that's my favorite of all time. Uh-huh. Luke, what's your favorite? My favorite of the week is Hannah Montana. <laughs> <laughs> because, Explain. Because I got Disney Plus to watch Hamilton, mm. which is also probably a favorite yeah. of the week. And then I um, have been watching Hannah Montana. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've been listening to the soundtrack. Too. Can you wait, Can you do your Hannah um, impersonation? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, no, daddy. I want to be a real, po- I want to be a real girl. I just want to go to school, Dan. And she's like, well, bud, I'm sorry. <laughs> you got to be a pop star tonight. <laughs> but that, that is amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ooh, 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 yeah. Yeah, all the transitions yeah. into the different scenes. Oh, my God. I haven't watched Hannah Montana in so long. Oh my gosh, you have you should to watch, watch it. it. I Did you watch it very young? So oh yeah, oh yeah. That yeah, and Wizards of Waverly Place was like my favorite. Yes. Oh, that was so good. Mm-hmm. That's a good favorite. It's a good favorite. Mia, what's your favorite of the week? <gasps> my favorite of the week is Sarah's Days, uh, like her Instagram, her, what is it? Like a launch slash like i don't know what it what is it it's like a game but it's like a product launch it's the most creative sarah's day is for our listeners who oh explain yeah okay so i guess she's like a holistic health and fitness kind Mm of influencer on instagram and she's super real and like easy to relate to and I really, I love her stuff already. And then she's also such like a boss ass boss girl who <laughs> ha- is like an entrepreneur and has just her own brand. And she is so cute and fun and cool. And she came out with, she's coming out with new products with White Fox and she's releasing like for the next five days or whatever she set up this whole like video game type thing where you have to figure out the code to get I I think it's for like a discount or something I don't know what it's for but you have to figure out the code in the video of the video games so confusing but it's so cool and her Instagram is what is it Sarah's underscore day Sarah's is spelled with an h Mm-hmm. everyone check her out check yeah. her out yeah so that's that's definitely my favorite of the week i've been like watching and waiting for each new <laughs> video <laughs> and yeah. plus her baby's really cute so 
Um, what's your baby's name? Fox? Fox. Oh, that's yeah. cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mia and I, we always send each other, whenever she posts on Instagram, like different pictures of her. <laughs> yes. And I think, okay, so Mia and I were roommates. That's how we know each other. Um, but I'm pretty sure when I saw you on Instagram for the first time, I saw that you followed Sarah's day. <laughs> did you follow her back then? I did. I, fo- I started following her, like, probably, like, five or six months before I got to Drexel. Okay. Because I remember, so we, we already decided we were living together, I think. And then I think we were at school and I was scrolling through Instagram. And you know how on Instagram you can see like when a friend mm-hmm. likes, and I saw that you liked one of Sarah's pictures and we still like weren't like super close at this point. And I was yeah. like, I was like, you like Sarah's day? Yeah. And we were like, freaked out about it. <laughs> Oh my god, that was the best thing ever because like I had recently found her too. So I thought I was like some like I was like one of the only people I knew who knew about her because only like four other people I knew yeah. followed her. And then I mean she obviously blew up after that, but yeah. I love her. She's great. So you were like you were like, oh this is it'll be we'll have a yeah. friendship. Yeah, this yeah. Is, this is That's sweet. Yeah. So now we send each other Sarah's Day things all the time. <laughs> yeah. She's amazing amazing a cool girl a cool girl sure. <laughs> should we get started yeah let's get started let's, All right, ask... let's let's get to know about mia yeah let's listen to her wisdom yes all right all right so mia what's your current what's your current major okay so i am an environmental science major at drexel university mm-hmm. okay In what Europe. are your plans with that like what um what like what's your goal with environmental science um, well, to be honest, <laughs> I don't really know as of right now. It changes every like six months. So we shall see. I'm really interested in food and health and land and sustainability um, and agriculture. So something that combines all of those interests would be really well which we'll get into a little later, I think, with my co-op, but (laughs) yeah, I'm not really sure. I'm sure once I actually get into the job world, I'll have like 85 jobs before I die. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think so too. We're cool. Mm -hmm. You're definitely into like nutrition of food. I love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So always like show like different recipes she makes. I'm like, that's so creative. Mm. Oh, you got to... You got, oh, it's all the vegan Instagram pages yeah. that has good stuff. And, like, if you want meat, you add meat in there. But, like, all the vegan pages, because it's also plant-based, mm-hmm. that, like, you can make it whatever you want, but it has so many good fruits and veggies in there that, yeah. oh, so delicious. <laughs> delicious. Delicious and nutritious. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so you transferred to Drexel from, where did you go to school before? I went to Virginia Wesleyan my okay. freshman, <laughs> my first freshman semester. <laughs> okay, so why did, what made you know that you wanted to leave that school and what made you, like, why did you choose Drexel? All right, I'll take you through a whole story here because it really is just a whole story in itself. <laughs> so I was I mean it was a d3 school so I wasn't really technically committed but I was pretty much committed and I signed to play soccer at Virginia Wesleyan and I also got a full ride scholarship to be in their um honors program whatever it is and and wait what'd you say cool oh yes (laughs) (laughs) And, um, so yeah, I was, I did that and I really loved the honors program. They were, everyone was really great. The, their like focuses and the way they were running the program was really, really awesome. But I ended up, so the first week there, so that school, the week before school started was also like the second week of preseason for soccer and it was also the honors college's um kind of welcome week type thing so i had a full blown out schedule with the honors college and then i also had a full blown out schedule with the soccer team 
So after two weeks in hot, horrible preseason conditions and trying to balance honors college stuff, he was like, yeah, we can't keep you on the team. And I was like, okay, drag me all the way down to Virginia Beach and for soccer and then tell me I can't be on the team. It's fine, Mm -hmm. whatever. So after that, I was kind of bummed because the school was only like 1,400 people in it at all and then like half of them were commuters so uh it like if you if you didn't play sports you it was hard to make friends so I had one friend who was my roommate um shout out to Lindsay (laughs) and she was awesome and we had tons of fun but I was traveling home every other weekend like five hour trip just home and then on Sunday a five hour trip all the way back just to like be home and feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. So in like October, I started putting in applications to other schools and I really didn't want to go to Drexel, to be honest. I didn't Mm want to be in the city. Um, I applied to Lehigh, um, Bucknell. Those are literally, oh, Wilkes. Um, those are the only three colleges I remember applying to because they were like in the woods, far away from the city. I was never a city girl. I didn't want to be a city girl. So I didn't even try. I didn't even look at Drexel or anything. And then in January, my one of my good high school friends goes went like started at Drexel. She's on the soccer team. And she was like, hey, like, I heard you're transferring. Why don't you, like, come down, spend a night, see how you like Drexel and how you like Philadelphia. So I was like, okay, fine. I really didn't want to go because I'm antisocial and I (laughs) don't like hanging out with people if I don't have to. But my mom was like, you should go. You should explore, whatever. So I went and I ended up actually really liking it. And so my mom went down, me and my mom went down, I don't know, a month or two later, got like an actual tour. And then I applied because Drexel has like rolling admission. So you don't have to have it in by like a certain date. Um, So I applied to Drexel and I got in. And this was at the same time I was also, I came home after my first semester at Virginia Wesleyan and I was at community college, kind of just taking gen eds and easy classes just to keep myself enrolled in school, but not really doing too much of anything. So yeah, and then I came to Drexel, I got everything figured out with Drexel, and yeah, I guess that's really all that happened. Yeah. All that happened. I mean, it was the road to get you to where you are. Yeah. Yeah. But the road did not end there. The road did not end there. So you, what major did you transfer in as? Let's talk about your major change. Um, Talk us through that. Mm -hmm. Okay. I started as environmental engineering Mm -hmm. and I took my first engineering class and my first chemistry class on top of like Drexel's super weird 10 week term things and just was an absolute wreck and everything was super duper hard and I hated my engineering class and I hated the people and I hated the professors and it was just not what I wanted so I I remember yeah it was our first semester at Drexel we both had just transferred and I you uh, you were miserable that first semester I felt so bad you would just be in your room doing homework for hours a day yeah (laughs) oh yeah well my like my advisor did not treat me well I literally was taking chemistry it was okay so first off it was a 10-week term school my first time being at a 10-week term school so that was that was that yeah and then she had me taking calc four and chemistry and an engineering class all at the same time and I was like dude you're killing me here but whatever we're done now we passed calc 4 with a d (laughs) 
It's Perfect. over. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> Don't have to deal with calc again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so that was okay. So you were environmental engineering. Then winter quarter, you switched again, correct? Okay. So after the first quarter at Drexel, I was like, so I hated. First off, I didn't want to take organic chemistry. I thought that was the scariest thing in the world. So, and that, like, I needed to take organic chem one and two in order to get environmental engineering. Um, So that was like, I don't think I'm in the right major because that's going to be way too hard. And then I was also like, and I hate, I sort of hate engineering people. And I definitely hate all of the professors that are here. (laughs) So... I was like, I'm having a crisis. I don't know what to do. And then I was like, okay, well, what's another thing I like to do? And I was like, all right, well, it would be really cool if I could, I'm in the city. It would be cool if I could do, my main focus in engineering, the reason I was in engineering and not science was because strictly because of money and because I'm a woman and there's not a lot of women engineer, women engineers. So if I graduate with an engineering degree, I can pretty much do whatever I want and get a good salary right out of getting my bachelor's. So that was really like my kind of only deciding factor on why I was doing engineering instead of science. But being in engineering and taking the classes I I did not like it at all and I wasn't in the right place and I knew that so that's when I started the whole major like switching back and forth like 45 times (laughs) so in winter term I was like I like buildings and I like sustainability and I like architecture so let's take some architecture classes and redeclare as a architecture architectural engineering major. So I tried that out for a term. I took an architecture class. It was like cool, but I could just tell that that wasn't my Mm -hmm. group of people either. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, let's try again. And I t- that term, I took a bio class, and I loved my bio class. Um, yeah, so spring semester, I took a bio class, and I took um, psychology, and I took uh, sociology. I loved my bio class. It was so freaking hard. It was oh, one of... 122? Would you- yeah, 122. Oh, God. Yeah, with that Karen. Was- oh, God. Yeah, that was such a hard class, but it was super informative and and super duper interesting. So that's when I was like, okay, well, I really like bio. And then after that term ended, I had the summer off. So I tried to rework like my plan of study to see if I could do, because then I... (laughs) My mind switched through this process like literally a hundred times. So then I was like, I like bio, but not, it's still not my people. It's still not like my group of people. And I know environment, I know environmental science people are my group of people, but I didn't know what I could do with environmental science because it's so broad. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, let's see if I can do like a double major bio and environmental science. So then I, yeah, I tried to major in bio and environmental science and they said it wouldn't work because the classes, the timing of the classes overlap. So I couldn't get all my classes in by the time I graduated because they um, overlap so much. So I was like, okay, well, you got to do bio or environmental science. And then my mom told me, I was like having a crisis. And my mom was like, well, you know, whatever, like your major in undergrad really doesn't matter that much. Yeah. Like most people don't even use their major that they get in undergrad when they go out and find a job. Mm -hmm. So just do something you enjoy because that background knowledge that you're going to learn in undergrad is going to help you 
find what you like to do in your master's or whatever schooling you want to do. And if it doesn't help you with, you know, post or graduate stuff, it's going to do, um, it's going to help you in the workplace. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, well, if I, if you put it that way, environmental science is definitely like my niche. So that's when I transferred into environmental science and I took all my first like environmental science courses at Drexel fall term um, this past year, so 2019. And I loved the professors. I loved the people and I loved the classes, like the actual, like the information in the classes, the things that we were doing in the classes. And it, it was just where I was supposed to be. So as soon as I, you know, I got that like sense of sigh of relief and like I literally was sitting in my lecture. I'm Mary, I'm pretty sure I've told you this, but I was literally like sitting in my lecture some days and my teacher was just like my professor was literally preaching what I have been thinking for the past like five years about certain topics that I've never heard anyone else say. And I was, I literally sat there and like cried some days because I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. I finally found it after all of this madness. (laughs) So yes, I'm finally in the major that I'm supposed to be in. And I've been in that major for like a year. Yeah. That's amazing. Cause I feel like, I feel like it's so stressful. Like when people are in high school to to be like where am I going to college like what do I even want to study right. yeah so I think like you're like what you're talking about now is like a good example that like you you don't need to know but like like try to like think of the things that you enjoy and how like you don't need to necessarily plan out everything that your life's going to be because mm-hmm. you never know what's yeah. going to happen yeah. you know so it's like do what you do what you like and then you'll find it right That's awesome oh yeah and like another thing is don't be driven by the money because money will be, if you work hard enough, money's going to be there. So, and you're going to live like a content life and you're going to be fine. And even if you are a little bit tight on money, you're going to be happiest doing what you love to do. Exactly. And that's the realization I needed to have to actually be where I felt I needed to be. So mm-hmm. that's a good, good little tip. Don't be driven by money. I'm gonna give my money. I feel like, like, yeah, like, um, that's important because a lot of times people want to, like, chase the money or follow the yeah. money. And mm-hmm. I think it's, like, dependent on, like, a lot of times, like, Maybe. where you come from. Oh, or, like, yeah. Like, and, like, everyone's situation is yeah. obviously different. But, like, I definitely think that's, like, important to, like, yeah. remember, like, like try to, like, right. get what you're passionate about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And your parents, they were supportive of you changing majors. Because I know a lot of, like, like, what you said, I'm sure, like, a lot of parents are, like, you have to, you know, get a major that makes money or mm-hmm. things like that. But... Like, did you yeah. face any negative feedback by anyone with changing yeah. majors? Well, yeah. So I'm always, with my parents, I tend to be a little more reserved. And I don't, when I think of an idea or something that I want to, like, a big change that I want to do, I don't come out and say it right away. Like, I put a lot of thought and, like, time into weighing out my options and everything, especially with my mom, because she's <laughs> she's so opinionated. So... I waited a while to kind of discuss it with them, but my dad was just like, you got to do what you got to do. My dad's kind of go with the flow. So that's how that went. But my mom is more like, sit down serious. Let's talk about it. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? You need to tell me the reasons you need to like, think everything through thoroughly. So, that you know, (laughs) yeah I know but it was it was helpful because then like I had all the reasons that I wanted to switch majors and I had all the reasons that I can and should or maybe might be troubles that I might have in the future etc etc so it was good to have that time to like weigh out all my options and kind of reflect but she she wants a good life for me obviously and she wants me to be able to sustain myself like and not rely on like a future partner for income and stuff so and that's due to like her oral power yeah so (laughs) so uh like she definitely you know mentioned 
well, if you switch from engineering to environmental science, you know, like, I just want you to know that there is like a drastic change in average mm-hmm. wages between the two, yeah. um, like majors out of getting your bachelor degree and stuff like that. And yeah, we talked about it. I told her the reasons why, and she, she just wanted to make sure that I was doing it for the right reasons and not because I was taking the easy way out or anything like that. So, I mean, that was really the only kind of, I don't want to call it backlash because it definitely wasn't backlash, but just like a different opinion or a different. Yeah. 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 Which is good. Cause I think it's important to, you know, keep it real, but I can mean, I like just from, an outside view like seeing you in like last year compared to this year like you can just tell that environmental science yeah that. because yeah I think engineering I don't yeah you didn't enjoy it and you could tell like you were so stressed mm-hmm. with the classes and I felt so bad oh yeah it was not an enjoyable time definitely not well that kind of leads into talking about co-op so we I think we've talked about before like Drexel has co-ops where you work for six months instead of taking class. So do you want to talk about where you're on co-op right now and what you do every day? <laughs> I would love to. So, <laughs> I love my co-op so much. Um, I work for um, a nonprofit um, organic research institute so we it's called rodale institute <laughs> um it's in Kutztown, pennsylvania we shut up i'm i'm like from there oh you're from Kutztown? rodale well not from Kutztown. i'm from like 30 minutes from Kutztown. wait Ro- you know rodale yeah i know rodale i think no. we on like field trips and stuff oh my gosh oh my god small worlds no way oh my god yeah. I, I love it i love it yeah. but yeah, it's so amazing. They, their research is really, so their slogan slash motto, it's on the back of my computer. It's healthy soil equals healthy food equals healthy people. Aww. Which is like me summed up in. That is. Oh, so <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, okay, well, I need to go here, whether it's volunteering or whatever. So <laughs> I, yeah, I love it. It's, it, they compare the differences in soil health, plant health, nutritional health of like the food that they grow, um, and kind of just the differences between conventional agricultural practices and organic agricultural practices. Mm, that's that's what like Rodale's motive is. Mm-hmm. Now walk us through a day in the life. Mm-hmm. A day in the life? Okay. So can I do like a week in the life? Oh, yeah. Perfect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's like more because yeah. the day-to-day changes constantly. There's so much going on. So we we take a very like a large variability of like scientific measurements and then we process them. And then sometimes we send them out to be processed. And then we have scientists who analyze all the data and come to conclusions and we all talk about it, et cetera, et cetera. So my job as an intern is to do the field work. So we are constantly out in the field taking biomass, taking soil cores, taking, um, you know, setting up irrigation, planting the crops, um, doing all the flagging the field so that everything is scientifically sound um all that good stuff that the scientists don't really want to do <laughs> sometimes we we do and i find that to be very fun so i don't mind it at all but um yeah that's what i'm doing and then that's like my main i guess job description and then um we also participate in the scientific like research meetings and now, because all the scientists presented all their stuff, we are reading scientific papers and learning how to read them and having discussions about it, coming up with like new topics of research, 
getting to see the new projects that are going to be done like in the future um and then another really cool part about the internship is that all the interns actually get to work with the scientists to do their own project and um kind of help the scientists with like the overall big project um that they're working on so i get to be like a field data taker and collector but i also get to look at the data and analyze the data and collaborate with the scientists and also collaborate with the farm ops team who we also have a production site so they actually grow their own organic produce and then um sell it in like um farm farm chair boxes and stuff like that and they also help us with all of our research plots so we also get to collaborate with them so it's a really 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 good research experience to get the science but also get the actual physical activity part of it too which isn't always seen in somewhere like like a biology lab where you're always extracting the same kind of data it's like it's always different all the time and there's always new problems that come up and there's always something you got to jump around and change so it's really really super interesting and i highly recommend that everyone um follows rodale institute on instagram just to see what they're doing right their their communications team is awesome like so they're out in the field with us some days learning what's going on it's awesome yeah no it's so interesting i love seeing that um but yeah it seems like it's really like centered around sustainability so i wanted to ask for those people who don't know too much about sustainability or want to get more active with it and do I guess better for the planet what's your best tip for just getting started like what's some things you can do okay so what I've learned in I mean I'm only 21 but (laughs) what I've learned in the past few years of doing some like research and trying to figure out like where I can help most in the world and kind of where I mean climate change is a thing it's real it's happening we all know this there's facts and data to prove it like it's a thing but the most like highly contributing factor to climate change is our agricultural processes because our agriculture is so conventional and so like based off of one way of doing things it has not enough diversity and we're killing the life in the soil and if there's no life in the soil, there can't be life above ground either, which obviously is going to have a bad effect because I don't know, you know, it's a chain of events. It's like a whole, it's a whole system. It's not just one part that we need to look at. So anyway, I would suggest if you're going to do anything to help sustainability and be more sustainable in any type of way, definitely get involved in some type of agriculture and supporting organic and specifically regenerative organic um, projects and farms and institutes because organic is good and the label is really great but regenerative organic is even better because they focus on trying to re-include diversity and bring more life to the soil so that more life can grow from the soil so yeah so if anyone wants to do anything sustainability related definitely go into agriculture do support your local farms support your local um you know butchers and stuff like that if you eat meat if you don't eat meat get a farm share box with fruits and veggies in it and from like the most local farm you can get because those are the farms that are going to be making the most change really. And the ones that we need to support because the reason farmers aren't becoming small scale and organic and regenerative is because they're scared. No one's going to support them. So yeah, we got to support them and we got to do the best we can to do that. And Another thing you can do is volunteer on farms and give all the help you can give. I mean, they need 
communications people. They need help working the farm. They need, I don't know, tax accountants. <laughs> they, they need a- anything that any business would need. Farmers need too. And they, I don't think they get enough help. So right. that's another way you can get involved. Um, or on the farm. Yeah. <laughs> Like cowbells. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Cowbells moment. Oh my gosh. Can I ask a question? Yeah. So I feel like a lot of times, like, because you live in, in Philly mm-hmm. when you're at school. So I feel like a lot of times people are like, well, like I live in the city, so like I can have a lot, I can have access to like local farmers. Yeah. But that's not true, right? Mm-hmm. A lot so, of like local produce that you can get in, yeah. the, in the city area. Mm, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. They, yeah, they have, so when I was in Philly last term, I guess winter term, and actually fall term too, they have farm stands set up that come to Center City and really all around. They've been increasing in West Philly too. So um, if you find when they're there, you can go. The produce is usually really cheap. And Mm -hmm. if it's not super cheap, it's because it's, you know, high quality and we have to support our farmers. So you're doing good mm-hmm. by paying a little bit, you know, 50 cents more for a thing of strawberries or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, there's gain, we're gaining more access to farmers, local farmers right outside of Philly that bring their produce into the city. And mm-hmm. there's more initiatives being started to bring that produce into the less wealthy areas of the city so that everyone can gain access to food. And that's another big part um, of creating this change is making sure that people who don't necessarily have the means to gain access to that fresh and healthy produce um, are able to gain access to that health, healthy and fresh produce. And also yeah. community gardens. Community gardens are a thing too. So oh, yeah. yeah, if you mm-hmm. want to start, all you, all you need is like, you don't need much of much space at all just to like cut down as much being purchased at like Giant or Whole, I mean, Whole Foods is okay yeah. sometimes, but you know, cut down that cost by making a garden and growing your own tomatoes, even if it's just tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Start small and you can work your way up. Yeah. My mom just started a garden this summer. She loves it. We're growing lettuce, tomatoes, spaghetti squash, strawberries, basil, like all stuff like that. And it's so fun. Yeah. (laughs) How are the strawberries doing? They're okay. They're in like a little pot. And sometimes they're not, like I was expecting like the really nice strawberries you see. (laughs) And they're kind of like small. They're really small. But yeah, I tried them. They were good. Yeah, yeah. beans or like little individual green beans that grow out. <laughs> I think that's good because also like I was in a I was in like a Zoom call the other day mm-hmm. talking about like a lot of this conversation around Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. and we we're talking a lot about like prison labor or yeah. like how like a lot of companies like like rely on that. And so we were talking about like local farming is like not only sustainable but also like doesn't support a lot of those like companies who like Mm -hmm. have all the packaging that goes into it or like and all like the yeah labor that goes into it yeah like we were talking about that like how like well like sometimes in like um less privileged like poorer neighborhoods they rely on even like fast food places um who do use prison labor like mcdonald's or wendy's because they're cheap and one of the um teachers who's in the conversation was really advocating for like healthier food like kind of you were saying like cheaper but healthier food Mm -hmm. um that can be like uh given to those like like poor poor neighborhoods i think that's cool like not only does it help like sustainability but also helps like kind of like reduce like voting by your your dollar Mm -hmm. kind of yeah Um, prison labor and other ethical issues that are going on so they kind of like tie together oh yeah totally actually rodale has a program that they have been doing where uh, Rodale's pretty close to Allentown, and Allentown has a very high pa- high population of Hispanic and um, like Syrian immigrants. So they Rodale goes there, and it's it tends to be um, like 
poor populations in that area because of the housing and everything. So um, Rodale goes there and they sell their produce over there and they also are involved in um, a veggie RX program, which is a prescription to buy vegetables. Oh which God. is wow. super, 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 super duper cool. That's so interesting. Yeah, so like patients with like high blood pressure or patients with diabetes, type two diabetes, or and like those kind of lifestyle conditions, yeah. um, they receive like a twenty dollar voucher every week, and they for the farm stand, and they can go to the farm stand and pick twenty dollars worth of produce. That's awesome. For free to cook at home, and then. The people with, um, like, the populations with, like, SNAP and EBT, Mm -hmm. the cards, like, food stamps and stuff, they can get 50% off um, of their, like, produce they buy at our our stands. So that makes it more, you know, easier for that lower income population to, to consume healthier foods, which I think a lot more people should be doing and need to be doing because it's very important if we want to make a drastic change in the way we eat and we live and the way agriculture is produced. Right. Mm. That's, I love that because that that really is so important because food really can be like the deciding factor in, you know, type two diabetes. Like you could totally reverse that with like your food. Mm -hmm. And then even through the pandemic, you can literally like eat foods that boost your immunity. You yeah. Know, fruits, vegetables, all fruits have vitamin C. Strawberries have so much vitamin C. It's inc- mm-hmm. like you could totally increase your immune system. Not not saying that's like a cure for what's going on, but mm-hmm. there's definitely ways you can treat diseases like that without going to medicine first. Yes, I totally agree. And I think a lot of people agree, but not a lot of people have the guts to actually make a change and kind of put that idea in motion. So it's, I'm like so happy to be a part of something that is actually like acting on that and moving forward. And actually Mary, I don't know if I told you this, but I don't know when, we don't know when it's going to kind of come about and be like a solid like project yet. But Rodale is in talk with a medical doctor who wants to create a, I don't want to call it a clinic, but like, I guess it's kind of like a clinic, like informational, educational space where people can come to Rodale, can learn about nutrition, can learn about organic agriculture and can learn about how it can affect and help their health and um and like how a more plant central diet can help you know not fit like help sort of reverse type 2 diabetes you know high blood pressure all that kind of stuff um so he this one doctor is coming coming in to actually like get that started and like have patients come in to do that and then have them like go out into the field and actually see their food grow and actually make a connection with the food and like it's so awesome oh i hope that happens because i really didn't think that that can make a change for a lot of people yeah i totally agree because i think a lot of the disconnect between um between kind of the food we eat and our bodies and our health is our inability to actually see the food being grown and see it from the earth and like how much time and effort the plant like and care the plant needs to actually grow and become what it is. So yeah, I think that's going to be a big game changer and I think it's going to become a lot more popular. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of what are my plants? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we have, we have a plenty of water. Uh, I was going to say, though, I think it's so awesome that you, like, weren't feeling like you were at home, like, in your study. Mm-hmm. And then you didn't, like, I'm sure it was probably frustrating, but you didn't, like, give up. You were always, like, 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 what I was just thinking about how you were, Mary, you were saying that you're really creative with your, like, meals and recipes. <laughs> it seems like you 
always like creative with like, okay, well, like, what do I like to do? Or like, how can I put this in action? Like yeah. mm-hmm. being creative and not just doing like the most, like the next logical thing, like, oh, I'm just going to do this because it makes money or guarantees a job, but like mm-hmm. doing what you feel passionate about and being creative and trusting that it'll take you there. I think that's like really awesome that you kept like pushing that and didn't, you know, give up. Um, I feel like that's, yeah. That's yeah. Like awesome. Thank you. Oh my gosh. I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> So it seems like you found like, like this is like something that you yeah. are passionate about. And also like, once you get there, like you said, like you were in class and you were like, wow, like, like I feel it now. Like now it's like, yeah. you know, in your heart, like, okay, yeah. this is like, what's right. Right. Yeah. So like for everyone out there, if you're feeling like struggling, like just keep pushing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just keep trying to yeah. find solutions. Right. It's and... not bad to change majors. I think it's so, yeah, it has a negative connotation, but it's so important because yeah, mm-hmm. you said it earlier you can't be in high school and expect to know what you want to do even mm-hmm. college you, you know like yeah it's so because you yeah you found your passion you and if you would have stayed with engineering maybe you would have had a higher paying job in the future who knows but you wouldn't be you saving the world you wouldn't be saving the world <laughs> you'd be unhappy and it just wouldn't no money can't buy happiness exactly right. yep that was my thought <laughs> your first watch which yeah, it can, buy, it, can buy, it can buy you um, good food, <laughs> but not happiness. Right. Um, okay, maybe one last question. If you could have your dream job in the future, like any job, if you can, I know, like, Ooh. what would your ideal future look like? Okay, can I do like two different ones? Yeah. Okay, because I can't make up my mind. But like, <laughs> One path would be I'm like in love with what I'm doing at Rodale. So mm-hmm. continuing at like an institute like Rodale, the people there are great. Like everything about it's amazing. So I would love to have a job doing the field work and some scientific work with that. If I wanted to go down like a science, scientific, like PhD type path mm-hmm. or my other avenue that I thought about while I was at school, I don't know if I told you about this. I may have told you about this, but my other idea was to have like my own, literally what the project that I just explained, that was like my whole like idea that I had a couple months ago about having my own clinic and having people come to the clinic tell me about this yeah with their issues and with their problems and with their health concerns and me understanding enough what issues that they're having to actually say okay let me first help you grocery shop and see what we can do there and see you know if that helps and if it doesn't help whatever and then I would have like a whole like separate kitchen area where I can like teach give people cooking classes and teach them how to cook the food that like they're gonna buy I think that would be so freaking awesome and then actually have like my own regenerative farm in the back so that people can like walk through the farm and pick their food if they want it and like do it that way so they actually have like a person that's what I was saying like have a personal connection with their food so that they say like Oh, like, thank you. You know, this is so, like, dippy-dippy, but, like, (laughs) you know, like, thank you for giving me this energy and sustainability. I'm going to feed myself and fuel myself with this fruit that I've picked off of this tree that has worked so hard and we have cared so much for and put so much effort into to grow. And I'm going to now take this fruit that this tree has given me and, like, like, you know, fuel, fuel my body with that and heal my body with that. So that's like my other dream, but I'm thinking, I kind of feel like if I were to merge the two, I would feel like I would do something like Rodale first. And then later in life, I would do something like the nutritional, like farming clinic. And are you still interested in med school? (laughs) (laughs) I was just having this conversation the other day, but yes, I am. Um, I think 
I'm not going to have, I know, I'm never going to have a traditional school experience again. Yeah. Like I, I already know I'm not, and I'm so okay with it because yeah. no one is going to follow like a strict path. And yeah. if you don't, like, that's totally fine. And I can almost guarantee you that if you don't, you're going to have a live a happier life that way because you're going to be doing what you want to do and what you need to do at that specific time and not trying to follow a specific path that's laid out to you by society who is a collection of people that don't even know what they're doing you know what i mean exactly so yeah i'm thinking about med school but i'm also thinking about phd and masters i'm thinking i'll probably after i graduate um get my undergrad i'll probably work for like two years two or three years and then decide but who knows yeah who knows the world is your oyster and as you've seen if you don't like something, just you can change it and yeah. life goes on and life gets better. Exactly. With the changes. Exactly. Oh. That's amazing. Well, this has been so inspirational. This has been so inspirational. And I hope that all of our listeners are feeling inspired yeah. to find their passion. Don't if you're in a situation where you're not happy, get out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do anything no. just because you think you should. No. Well, definitely agency to do so. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. Th- this was amazing. This was amazing. This was great. Thank you so much for like interviewing me. This was so cool. Thank you Thank for you. being on Girls Just Wanna Have Fun. Everyone follow Woo-hoo! Mia. Yeah. Mia Bev. Yeah. Mia follow Bev. Rodale Institute. Yes. Follow Sarah's Day. Sarah's Day. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, All the babes. All the faves. Yeah. 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 Um, thanks for coming. At the end of each episode, we squeeze our eyeballs really big. Oh my god, wait. Out of your head. I don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, ready? Yeah. You can do it. We so. go. <laughs> we go. One, two, three. Squeeze. <laughs> Bye everyone. <laughs> Bye.